Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. Folks, you are in for a real treat. I want you to know I am excited. I am grateful uh, that our guest today has made the time. I know he's being pulled in a million different directions, but really grateful because we're going to be learning a lot and and really you're going to be blessed by today's episode. So I want to introduce you to J.M. Ryerson. He is a mindset coach, the host of Transcendent Life podcast, and author of an Amazon bestseller, Let's Go Win, The Keys to Living Your Best Life. He coaches in leadership, business, team building, and career development, and has a passion to help others succeed at work, at home, and in life by offering simple tools that provide that work-life balance. In other words, our kind of people. So welcome to the show, JM. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I love the word you use, grateful. It's one of my favorite words. So you started off on a great foot with me. I absolutely love it. And thank you so much for having me. I, I truly am blessed to be here. Awesome. I am excited, excited. How is uh, 2021 going for you, JM? That's incredible. I mean, you know, I think it's all what you put into it. You know, 2021 can be an incredible year. That's your choice. Or it could be a really crappy year. Right. That is also our choice. So personally, for me, it's been amazing. We recently relocated to Florida. My kids are really acclimated to their schools. Nice. You know, some areas of the countries are shut down. We are not. And right. so I feel really blessed and fortunate to be where we're at. But yeah, it's been an incredible year. Exciting. I love that. I love hearing that. And I love hearing that the kids are, you know, are navigating through this well. I think, I think a lot about our, our young ones. And I, and I wonder, you know, how, but, but I guess it, it depends on what you're saying, JM, you know, the way that we see it, it's gonna, it's gonna affect the way that they see it. And if we take things in stride, uh, they will have no choice but to do the same because they're following our leads, so, so to speak. So tell me a little bit about a little bit of history about you, JM, and where you were before you landed in Florida. Sure. Uh, I'm originally from Montana, so I'm just a simple nice. country kid, and I landed in California for almost two decades. Yeah, 20 years where wow. I met my wife, had two kids, uh, was fortunate to have four businesses through that time. But we just kind of hit a season of change, and it was time for a, for a change. Our oldest plays tennis, and Florida happened to be the spot that we landed on. But it's been an awesome ride. I love business. I love helping people. I love working on teams. And I've been very fortunate to do that with so many of my best friends in the world, uh, people that I, you know, have been fortunate to be around. So it's it's been an awesome journey and ride, and it just continues. So it's uh, Florida is the new journey, but you know, one of the beautiful things about this is we're nationwide, literally talking over Zoom. So That's it, right. that is one of the blessings for sure of this whole pandemic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm super biased with Florida. I was born and raised in Miami and, and Florida will always be home. I love to travel. It's not that I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm always somewhere else, but, uh, but love Florida. So, so welcome, welcome to the greatest state in the union. Uh, but, but, and I love something that you just said also, JM, is that that you get to work with people that become your friends. These become relationships that you build, especially when you're working in organizations in, in the area of, of solidifying these teams. And I know that a lot of the work that you do is really around empowering and inspiring teams of great organizations. So can you elaborate a bit on what needs you're seeing out there, given that we're nearly, 
a year now into this pandemic? You know, I think the biggest thing that people are missing is that connection piece and truly being able to reach out and just, you know, whether it's a high five or a hug, that is the challenge. And that's certainly been something that everybody has been challenged with this year. That's not natural for humans. We are connectors. We like to be able to see one another. We like to be in one another's presence. It's hard to feel the energy through a screen. Although I think people are trying, they've pivoted, we've done a, a decent job of it, but that's the biggest thing I see because the teams that I've been a part of, the reason they've thrived or I've unfortunately been on some not so great teams as well, it comes down to culture. In establishing that culture through a screen, not face-to-face, -face, that's a little more challenging than if you were right in front of that person because you can't feel the culture the way you can when you're in. So like you said, Miami, there's a culture, there's a feel, there's a vibe to Miami, but you can't feel it just by seeing pictures and you can't feel it by hearing somebody tell you about it. You experience it when you're there. So I think that's been one of the biggest challenges that teams are having is you can't feel the culture the way you used to. So you have to be really, really strategic and and cognizant of that fact and let them know like hey i i care about you i deeply i love you you know so often people are afraid to say that in business i say it to my guys and gals all the time i love yeah. you i yeah. want you to know that and it's not just some bullshit it's like i deeply care about who you are as a, as a human being yeah but so often especially in business people are putting on that mask or they want to look a certain way it's like no connect with that person ask about their family Ask about what is their biggest challenge and then let the relationship, you know, expand in business or whatever you take it to. So anyway, specific to your question, I think that's been one of the biggest challenges mm. in the pandemic. Yeah. And I can see that. And, and, and JM, you just said something and I, I talk that way to my clients as well. I, I, I tell them, listen, I'm telling you this because I love you. And, and at first, they're a little like, how do you react? Now, have you noticed that when you open up and you make that invitation into, into that relationship world with the teams that you're working with, that do they embrace it and then it sort of rises the tide for everyone? Well, yeah, setting the expectations right out of the gate. So being clear on so for instance, uh, one of my companies, it's Courage Fund Transcend. Those would be our three values. Mm -hmm. If you don't have courage, if you don't like to have fun, and if you don't believe in transcending or rising above self-limiting beliefs, I'm not gonna be a great fit for you. Right. So let's just call it what it is straight out of the gates. So I think when you're really clear, and the word love is another company that I operate that that's one of our values. Wow. That doesn't mean sunshine and rainbows, by the mm -hmm. way. That means I love you enough to have that hard conversation. Yeah. That means I love you enough to not let you slack. Mm -hmm. And so it's all based on, in my opinion, that you set the proper expectations, you define what you're looking for and what they should expect of you, and then you shouldn't have any problems because now we can operate with what I call radical transparency mm -hmm. where you and I can talk. We're not wasting one, one another's time. There's no fluff here. I already know that you care about me. You are in line value-wise. Mm. Let's, let's cut all the fluff. Let's get right down to it so we can really move this company in this example forward. Mm. 
Amazing, amazing. And 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 I am with you there, JM. And I, I, I really believe that that because people a lot of times they may be used to just getting the runaround you know and everybody comes in and 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 they're working on the soft stuff that every not that it shouldn't be soft but the stuff that everybody else that almost it's almost like you can you can download it and and it's but they're 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 very attracted to that the fierceness in the conversations like you said in in the and the candor in in your feedback and then listen i'm here and i have this conversation all the time and I tell people and I even almost pre-warn them I'm not I'm not easy as a coach you know my clients call me the accountability bitch and I love it because I I always tell them listen I'm not here to make friends I'm here to get you to move the needle and 100% of the time right JM and you probably uh, you know can relate to this we become friends and we end up you know volunteering and vacationing and mission tripping together and it's beautiful but but I'm very I'm very open at the beginning because I'm, I'm I love yeah. you enough. I love that what you're saying. And the word coach alone, mm-hmm. never have I had a coach where I'm, I liked him or her all the time. Yes. Never once. Anybody that has played sports knows exactly what I'm talking about. If your coach stopped talking to you, that means you weren't good enough for them to even spend the time on. Mm-hmm. So when your coach is screaming at you, that means they love you. Yeah. When your coach is patting you on the back, same thing. But I promise you, my coaches punished me far more than I got pats on the back. So often in leadership, people are like, oh, I want them to be my friends. Great. Everybody wants to be liked. But as a leader, you're there to, you said it earlier, to rise them up, to lift them up. Mm -hmm. That doesn't always mean a pat on the back. Sometimes it does. And I am all for encourage, praise, and recognize. I call it EPR. Mm -hmm. However, that kick in the behind we all need that as well. Yeah. The accountability, bitch. I love that. Actually, it's yeah. like, boom. <laughs> I know I know that Berta's going to get me there because I don't want to hear about it. I don't want Berta on my butt. But if I'm not doing what I hired her to do, she's going to be. That's why I hired her. Yeah, yeah. And, and JM, a lot of times, and I'm sure you see it as well, uh, there's this sense of appreciation. You know, I've had people in tears that will say, you know, I really appreciate it because nobody's talking to me like that. And it's things that I need to hear, as you said, out of love. But, you know, you, you, you talked about leadership for a moment. And, and I know a lot of the, the important work that you're doing is around creating that work-life balance. I'm hearing from so many people now as we've, we've transitioned into this virtual world that they're working a lot more from home. And, and they're doing a lot more uh, because you know, they're home, they're not driving and, and they're putting in a lot more, much more productive, but how important is that role of leadership now and, and being a good leader that can recognize and almost, you know, and you probably do this as well when you go into the teams, you're teaching these leaders to be able to coach their teams when you're not there. Yeah, leadership right now is as important now as it's ever been and arguably more so because of not having the proximity of being right in front of one another so for instance you mentioned not driving as much guess what that gives you a chance to lead yourself to improve yourself Mm -hmm. one of the biggest misnomers that i see and parents are so guilty of this they will take care of everyone else first and then themselves it's the most selfish thing you can do actually you need to take care of yourself first, and then you can take care of your tribe. That is not being selfish. In fact, it's the polar opposite of it. So for instance, the analogy I always use is when you're in an airplane, 
When the mask comes down, what do they say? Put the mask on you first so you can then put it on your child. Doing the same for yourself, you have to lead yourself, whether that mean taking care of your health, whether that means taking care of your mind, taking care of your soul, so you can show up as the most effective leader that day for your team, for your people, you have to do that for yourself. And that's the only unfortunate thing I've seen in this time. People have neglected some of their health. They've decided that, well, I'm working from home, so maybe I, I don't do the outside activity, the hobby, whatever it is to fill that bucket. It is, in my opinion, as important now as it's ever been that we're filling all those buckets so we can show up as the best person at work, the best parent we can be, the best spouse, significant other, whatever your hat that you're wearing, if one of those is out of whack, if, if my health is all screwed up, I can't be the best parent I, I, can, I need to be. So uh, specific to your question in leadership, lead yourself first so that others will, will want to and uh, are allowed to follow you. Right. That's, that's amazing. And, and you touched on something that's so important, JM, because I think a lot of times, um, you know, the self-care concept seems to be something new, you know, and, and we're, we've all been guilty of it. It's almost like, like we're having to learn and be given permission. I, I know myself, you know, as a, as a um, first generation American to Cuban parents, Catholic, I mean, it's like every guilt is coming from everywhere. And it's always like, you have to sort of take care of everybody else. And at one point, and I heard, and I, I think it was, I don't remember the name of this person that, co that Oprah had on her show. And she said, you know, it's not selfish, it's being self-full. And once you are taken care of, then you can better take care, just like the self-love and, and all these things that we're hearing about now. Oh, I mean, we're in, you know, the 21st century now, and, and we're just now getting to that point where, where we're, we get it. Listen, we need to, not, not that everybody's on board yet, but, but we're really, I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of move in the direction of, of realizing what that importance, the importance of that. So I really appreciate you, you saying that, especially from a leadership perspective, because we neglect to think that that applies to the leaders of organizations as well. Yeah, I totally agree. It's uh, in the Catholic guilt thing is real. <laughs> I, I was raised Catholic. I was confirmed. I know what that's all about, yep. but it is funny. I don't know where it started. I don't know where the whole idea that, I need to take care of everyone else first started. I know parents have been doing it for generations, mm -hmm. but so often, especially when you see a, a parent die young, it's because they neglected typically yeah. their health. Yeah. And again, that's where I say that's such a selfish motive mm -hmm. that you chose to not empower your child in this example to take care of their own breakfast, wake up in the morning mm -hmm. so that you could allow yourself that extra half an hour, hour, or even just rising a little bit earlier to take care of yourself, that self-love. So it is a radically uh, important idea, and I hope everybody takes it seriously. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love what you just said about about the, the, the empowering the kids in their independence. We had, you know, my mom and my mother-in-law both lived with us, so I was dyeing my hair every two weeks. We lost them both, unfortunately, in 2019, and, and I still, feel weird in this house because we there was so much going on always um my kids grew up in a four-generation home my great-granddaughter was was in a four-generation home which i thought 
was a really neat thing to have. But when my mother-in-law first moved in with us, you know, my son was about eight years old and it's a Saturday morning and he gets up and I'm sitting there doing my thing and, and he starts making himself an omelet. And she says, he's, he's making himself eggs. And I said, yeah. And she goes, you're not going to get up and make him breakfast? And I go, no. She goes, you let him cook like on the stove. And I said, listen, he's been doing this for about a year. He's, his omelets are amazing. I love his omelets. And she like just about ripped me a new one. And, and I said, listen, if I die tomorrow, I need to know that my son can make himself an omelet. <laughs> and, and, and listen, it, they're 30 and 32 now, my kids. And, and it wasn't a magic wand. It wasn't anything that I had that I did differently, but you know, we, we are only using the example that we had from our parents and they were using the example that, you know, they had from their parents. To your point, I heard a great story of this, this girl, she gets married and they're newlyweds and they come back from their honeymoon and she wants to make her husband a rump roast. So she, they buy a roast and she cuts it in half. And he's like, what are you doing? And she says, I, I have to cut it in half. And he says, why do you cut it? Have you heard this? <laughs> why do you cut it in half? And she says, my, that's how my mom did it. And she, she goes, at the, he goes, that doesn't make sense. Call your mom. So they call the mom and the mom says, well, that's how your grandmother did it. Do you know why? No, that's how she did it. And they call the grandmother and the grandmother says, you know, yeah, I cut it in half because my oven wasn't big enough <laughs> for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, we don't even bother asking. We're just, we're just sort of following the pattern. And until we make that decision to, to sort of, you know, put a little wrench in the cycle, um, you know, then 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 we can look at things differently which which i know is something that you are so good at and so committed to doing with your clients uh jm so i'm curious um what are some of those signs that that we can look out for to let us know listen maybe we're not living to our full potential maybe we're not living our best lives do you come across things that stand out well absolutely look when when you're not happy, when you're not fulfilled, you need to start asking questions. Why am I not feeling, you know, my absolute best? What is lacking? If it's my career, so often I will hear people say, but I have to. No, you don't. Everything in life is a decision. You are making a choice to go be miserable at work. Now, the challenge I have with that is, look, I understand you need to support your family. However, now, if that is now bleeding into I'm miserable at home, now that's bleeding into I'm miserable in my relationship, now everything starts to fall apart, all because of a decision to stay at a job or career that we didn't really love. I'm not suggesting there's always going to be hard days. I love what I do. I love it. But I have days where I'm like, ugh, that sucked. It was just a long day. But it's one day. It's not... 360 days of the year where I'm like, I don't want to go to work. Mm -hmm. And so often I see people make that choice. And if there's one thing I could change is those lack of the self-limiting beliefs where people are like, I have to do X. You live in a free country. If we're talking to people just in the US, if we're outside, right. maybe the examples we're not. Mm -hmm. But you live in a, 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 a country where you get to choose what you choose to do. I choose to go to work and I choose to either be happy or perhaps I should find something else that really fills my bucket. Guess what? When you do that, then you start to even excel more. 
Now you're starting to get promoted and it all starts with a choice. So everything we do in life is choices. And that's where I would start back to your question is mm. ask some questions. Why am I unhappy? Journal that. That is the free piece of therapy that everyone can do right now is take a pen and a paper and journal, find the patterns, and then you'll start to see what you're choosing to do and how that's starting to affect all of your life. So that's the biggest thing I would say is just ask, ask some questions, get a little introspective and find what's really happening inside. Mm. And, and taking that pause, that's so important, JM, and I love that you mentioned that because we're not, we're not taking the time to just take that pause and really ask our questions. So thank you for, for that. So let's, let's talk about Let's Go Win. Tell me how that, how that was born. I always love these stories. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting question because I journal. I've always journaled. And I went back to a journal after I had started Let's Go Win, after I had actually done the company. So quick story on it. I wanted to write a book for my two boys. They are, the day rises and sets on these boys. I love them to death. But I wanted them to know lessons from my parents, my grandparents, authors that I've read, all the mentors I've had, lessons that I want them to know so they don't have to scrape their knee as many times as I had to. That was the whole uh, idea behind the book. And my son, my youngest, he was eight at the time, he looked up on my goals because I always put him in my bathroom mirror and he goes, hey, dad, how's the book coming? And I absolutely crushed me and inspired me all at the same time wow. because all I had to show for it was a, the first chapter. And he said, daddy, that's been on there for three years and that's as far as you've gone. I committed that day. I finished the book within a year after that and we birthed Let's Go Win here's what's really interesting. It's been marinating in my head, apparently, somewhere in my subconscious, since I was 21 years old, I had literally the logo with the three circles. Let's go win. I had journaled about that 20 years ago, stuffed it in, uh, uh, you know, your containers that you keep your mementos. And I found it. And I was like, holy cow, this has been sitting up here for so long. And I just I had forgotten about it. And so to answer your question, it, it literally has something I thought about a long time ago, went in and did something completely different. And I've circled back to what I really think I was put on this earth to do, which is I love helping people achieve more than they believe they can. And Let's Go Win gives me that opportunity. So it's been an awesome journey so far. And uh, we're really just getting started. So it's been really cool. That's, that's really cool. And what a beautiful example for your sons, because I always say now that I'm on this side of motherhood and, and, and I have a nine-year-old beautiful granddaughter and, and I say, you know, your kids aren't going to do what you say, but they're watching, they're watching. And I have a little thing back here that says children are great imitators, give them something great to imitate. And so I love that. And I love that they're calling you out on it. I mean, that's, he's, he's at eight years old coaching you into into what is possible um which was on the list but listen that that put a little fire in your behind so that you could you could get to it so so let me see how to ask you this in the book and and because you're going into stories and things that you wanted lessons that you wanted for your sons what would you say are sort of three uh lessons that that you that you purposely put in there because you wanted to pass that baton 
if you can elaborate. Yeah, so I started with vulnerability, which is really interesting being a, a kid from Montana that we don't talk about vulnerability a lot mm -hmm. in where I grew up. Boys didn't cry was what I was taught. And that's mm -hmm. fine. I don't believe in that bullshit. So mm. uh, that stuff. And, but it, it, again, that was something generationally speaking that that's what I was taught. And I don't fault my, my dad or my grandparents for saying that, mm -hmm. look, that's the way it was back then, but we've evolved as a, as a race and as a species. And so I start with being vulnerable and being authentic because I never want my kids to put a mask on and not be exactly who they are mm -hmm. and show up the way they are in this world because they are amazing beings and I want them to shine. So that, that would be the first thing. Um, courage. Uh, I have a saying that is courage is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. Mm -hmm. I want my kids to know that, look, in order to, to do these things, everything you want is on the other side of fear is one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. And I want my kids to know that just having a little courage, put yourself out there and, and you're going to get knocked down just like riding a bike. You're going to fall down, but get back up, have the courage to get back up. And then, man, the hard one, you know, it, it, it either be fun or transcend. I guess I would go with fun. I want my, my kids to know life just isn't that serious. I understand we all have responsibilities and duties, but can't we do it with a smile on our face? Yeah. We're not on this earth long enough to really worry about these petty things. And that doesn't mean that we won't, right? I remember at 14 when the girl broke up with me and that was like devastating. I can't remember her name right now, but at the time, that was everything. Yeah. And I want my kids to know, like, you're going to feel like this is your whole world. And at the time it is. Yeah. But guess what? There will be another day. There will be another sunshine, another, you know, sunset. And, and I want you to have fun going through this path of life. It's just that much more rewarding. So I guess if you were gun to my head, those would be the three lessons I really hope my kids soak in uh, and really take. And, and that's how they show up in the world. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and listen, what I love most about that is that you're equipping them now with your tools. You know, the, the, the way that we were raised and the way that our parents were raised, uh, everybody was doing the best with the tools that they had at their disposal. I think we now have a, a very different mindset and a different set of tools that we can use if we're using them because a lot of people um, maybe choose as you said so eloquently choose not to use them but but they're available if if you if you you have that mindset and that determination and that courage to venture beyond your comfort zone um, they're definitely there so so good for you and congratulations for for um for having that fuel to really um, build on that legacy because what, what we're doing really is, is, is all about legacy and can't take it with us, but we sure as heck can leave it a lot better than it was when we got here. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, just real quick on that point, you talked yeah. about the rumpers, which I love that story. I think it's incredible. I, so many of our, our beliefs were put in our hard wires before we had a decision to make. And again, like you're saying, that's what our parents at the time or our grandparents, that those were the tools they're equipped with. But that doesn't mean that we have to keep that, right? Like, and I had to talk about this because I have a journal that's coming out and I have a part in there that I talk about my relationship with money because of my dad's relationship with money. Mine was not real positive. So much so when I started making a lot of money as an adult, I felt terrible. And I had to work through that to be, why? 
And I, so I figured it out. Like, I remember my dad saying the pretty people drove these certain cars. The pretty people were the ones that lived at a country club. And so I had a negative connotation around the, the idea of money. He didn't mean for it that way because I've had conversations with him, but that's how I interpreted it. So I had to break that cycle to be like, money's not a bad thing. In fact, you can do some amazing things with money, but it's all your perspective and the choices that you make. So anyway, I just, that is one of those major hard wires that I had to overcome. And look, I've screwed my kids up several ways. I'm sure I have. And they're going to have to break some of those hard wires because I didn't know all about a growth mindset, you know, when... TJ was first born. I guess I did, but I'm sure I haven't always had a growth mindset. You know what I mean? So I want my kids to know that just because mom or dad was this way, that doesn't mean that's your future. Mm -hmm. But, and, and JM, I love that you mentioned that, but, but in essence, what we're doing is, is, is sort of passing that baton of allowing them and, and you're empowering them and encouraging them to be able to, to listen, we tweaked it. And, and we want you to tweak it. We always want, want it to continue to elevate. So that's, that it's, and it's got to be a lot of fun for you. I don't, how old are they now? 14 and 11. Oh and oh, it's so awesome. I, I mean, I could talk. About, yeah, they're, they're awesome. Those are great ages. A lot of fun, but, but I'm sure that you are enjoying it to the max. And again, with, with that, that sort of shift in perspective and knowing that it's our decision to make and we make a choice every day every day it's a decision to be happy and stay motivated and we're going to have our you know shit days but but for the most part you know our life is you know i'm sure you love mondays i love mondays i know a lot of people that hate mondays i'm like what are you kidding me well monday didn't do anything to you monday's great you hate mondays just means that you know you're in a suck job and you're not willing to get out so it really is just just taking those decisions and and running with them and 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 like you said having the courage so i just i just love that and i love the why behind 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 um let's go win so okay if i looked you up in the dictionary what would it say oh wow that's an interesting <laughs> question you know it it would say um here's somebody that gave everything uh to every a hundred percent my wife will tell you i'm excessive in every way possible some of that's really good some of that really drives her crazy so i don't have much other than one speed of let's go let's get it done so i think that's what it would say i think i hope it would also say that i gave as much love as i received and 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 i try to always make that person's day or that whatever item or, or day or moment you're in that you made it a little bit better. So I don't know if that's what the dictionary would say, but I think that's how my wife would certainly define me as excessive to the max. Um, but it's full of love and, and hopefully it's making somebody else's day that much better. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Okay. So JM, I want to ask you, what is your holy shit factor? <laughs> uh, so the holy shit factor for me would be, wow, life really can't be that simple, can it? And, and in my simple brain, yes, that's, if you were to ask, I guess, my superpower I've heard or mm -hmm. the holy shit factor in this one, it's being able to take something complex and make it really simple. Because so often, I think people like to make things more complex so that you feel smarter or it just has to be that way. I don't subscribe to that. I like to make things simple 
uh, you'll always hear me almost say things in threes because if I say it in sevens, you won't be able to remember it. And here's an example of that. I had a company where we had six core values and I'm on stage and I'm reciting them and I got to five and I literally forgot the six one. And somebody said, what's the six one? I was like, gosh, guys, I totally forgot. I was so smart that day. I added a seventh value. <laughs> and that was the moment that I said, no more. I can remember three. And so whittled it down to three. And the, the point is we can remember that you can remember three of anything, but if you try to remember the top 10 things to do, that's overwhelming. It's too much. So to answer your holy shit question, it would be, it's just that simple. Beautiful. I love it. JM, I want to thank you again for just being such a blessing to us, for being so generous with, with what you've shared. Um, I do want, uh, let us know, what do you have coming up? What is, what does the rest of 2021 look like? Yeah, working cool. On? Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I've been working on an online course that'll be dropping in the next, well, I don't know when this goes, but uh, around the middle of February. Oh, nice. So hopefully that's something people can get a lot of value and I put a lot of time into it. I'm proud of that. There's also, I guess you would call it semi-journalish, but it's not a book. It's the second, it's called Champions Daily Playbook. And again, it's very simple. It's just checking in on, you know, setting your intention for the day, making sure you take care of your mind, your body, and your soul. And I think I'm more fired up about that than I was about the book. So that is also coming out. And then lastly, I'm hoping, as you asked about 2021, as much as I enjoyed doing the you know, podcasts and speeches and, and whatnot through the screen, yeah. I really hope it opens back up. And I don't care about keynotes or any of that. I just want to feel the energy of a crowd again and be around it. So I don't know if that'll happen in 2021, but that's my hope. Awesome. I love it. And, and I, I really appreciate you saying that because I think a lot of us are on, the, we're just hungry for it already. And, and you know, I, I didn't really stop. I know you didn't stop. I, I didn't even stop traveling last year. I think Google, you know how Google has that thing they send you at the, at the end of the month with your travel. So I think beginning of December, I got one and I'm, I'm responsible. I'm respectful. I'm, I'm not, um, you know, totally crazy, but I think it, it told me that I had been to, I've been around the world 1.7 times, you know, 182 cities, 160 of them were new, two regions, and I don't know how many states, because, because I, I'm, I'm someone who need, and I consider myself an introvert, but I still need that connection all the time. And I, and, and I love it. I love the interaction. I love the being live with people. Um, even when it's a, in a one-on-one -on -one situation, I'm, I'm a hugger. And so, so I can certainly appreciate that. And I'm, I'm confident that we'll be seeing things opening up uh, in the very near future, uh, confident or optimistic. I don't know which of the two, but, but JM, I'm so grateful. How do, how does our audience find you? Yeah, uh, I'm on Let's Go Win 365 on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. So Let's Go Win 365 or just Let's Go Win.com. In fact, there's a free work-life balance assessment that everyone can take. It's on the website at Let's Go Win.com. I take it at least once a month because you know it's interesting. Even though I literally know these things to make sure to check in we get out of whack sometimes. We forget to take care of our hobby. We forget to go on that date night or whatever that is. And so I just 
offer that to anybody. It's free to you. Just hop on the website and check it out. I really think you'll get some value from it. So that's where they can check me out. And uh, Bert, I can't thank you enough for having me. I had a great time and you do such an incredible job hosting. You really ask some amazing questions. Thank you. Thank you, JM. And again, I, I really appreciate your generosity. Appreciate you making that offer, guys. Go out, uh, jump on jump on his website and, and take that. A lot of us would be surprised. I'm sure a lot of people will take that that assessment and, and realize that, hey, I'm really way out of whack. And I just didn't, I didn't realize it. So thank you for, for offering that. Okay, folks, you heard it here. Check out JM and I'll put all your information uh, once I, I publish the, the episode so that they'll have links on, on where to find you. But for now, thank you again, JM. I am grateful and I appreciate you. And folks, you heard it here. So go out there and do good, be great and go play outside. Have fun, y'all. Bye, JM. Thank you. Bye-bye.